Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for this morning's devotional. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you all the glory, Lord. We thank you that we are able to come into the presence of the Ancient of Days into the presence of the King of Kings. We magnify you as Father. We magnify you as Lord. We magnify you as Jehovah. We magnify you this morning as Yahweh. Be glorified, O God, in the precious name of Jesus. You are who you are, O God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Father, scripture says that you do not change. And so, Lord, we can be confident that we can come into your presence, O God. We give you all the praise and glory in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we come this morning, we thank you because we know that we find fellowship in your presence because of the precious blood of Jesus shed upon the cross of Calvary. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. As we read once again, as we learn in your presence, grant us wisdom, grant us understanding, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives again this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphy Eyenike. We continue our study and the reading of the book of Revelation. Currently, we are on Revelation chapter 14. So, um, I have decided to take a different route to studying the book of Revelation with us this year. If you were with us um, sometime last year, where we went through the book of Revelations together, you would notice that I jumped back back and forth as we went through the book. Okay, this year I've chosen that we will go chapter by chapter. Okay, so um, if any chapter needs us to come back, we will go back, but not I don't want us to jump forward. Okay, so and I will explain the reason why. So, for example, Revelation 13, we saw the beast that come out of the sea. Okay, we said that that was the Antichrist, the first beast. The second beast is the first prophet. The first beast is described as having seven heads, ten horns, and with ten crowns. Actually, that illustration, that figurative term, is explained in Revelation chapter 17. Okay, so, um, however, it's in my understanding, it is better. Let's understand chapter by chapter as it is revealed to John okay if we need to flip back to revelations chapter 13 we will come back okay so yesterday we did revelations chapter 14 revelations chapter 14 is divided into three parts we took two yesterday 
uh, today I will take um, the second part and the third part again. The first part we saw the lamb and the 144,000. You know, at this point they were standing on Mount Zion. Mount Zion at this point is it's in heaven. Okay, so it means that the 144 by the action of this this beast, okay, the Antichrist is finally revealed as a beast by his action, this 144 that had been supernaturally protected from majority of the the breaking of the seal and the trumpet blast. This 144 that had been protected at this point, they would be killed, they would die, okay? And um, the Bible says in verse 3, there was a great, a great, this great choir sang a wonderful new song in the front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the 24 elders, no one could learn this song except the 144. They were unique, okay? Uh, the harvest that they will bring into, into, you know, into, into heaven, those who will give their lives from this 144 will be massive, okay? I always say that, look, in the end, if those going to hell will be more than those going to heaven, um, there will be questions. I will ask questions. But I'm telling you, it will, it will all count in the end. Now, in the second part of Revelation chapter 14, we see these three angels, you know, um, declaring proleptic messages. And I explained that proleptic means a message that has not happened, okay? An event that has not happened yet, but that is certain to happen. I gave examples of proleptic messages you know in the bible okay so uh, the first angels declared and we took the i think we mentioned them yesterday but let me just go over them again the first angel uh, declared that fear god he shouted give glory to him for the time has come when he will judge in other words the time is here it's a message it would definitely happen and you will see shortly the white throne judgment will happen where Christ will seek as judge over all of creation. The second angel you know, uh, declares that Babylon is falling. Babylon is falling. At that point, okay, this is not yet the end of the great tribulation. Babylon falls at the end of the great tribulation. But the angel is declaring a proleptic message at this time, declares that Babylon, that great city, is falling because she made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. And Babylon represents the government, the system with which the Antichrist, okay, as the, and the devil has deceived the world. The third angel, okay, shouts, okay, has two parts of his messages two part of his message and we took we took one part yesterday yes i noticed we took only one part yesterday the third angel says anyone who worships the beast or an statue or who accepts his mark because they will like literally equate with one another receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand must drink the wine of god's anger okay it has been poured full strength into god's cup of wrath and they will be tormented, tormented with fire and burning sulfur. 
in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. That's verse 10. Okay, so there are those who say, you mean that people will spend eternity in hell? Um, that is what the Bible says. Okay, people will spend, those who reject Christ, okay, will spend all of eternity in hell. Someone might say, ah, but pastor, that is not fair. Someone leads, lives a very short life say 20, 30, 40 years and then by the actions of those 40, 20, 30, 40 years they spend all of eternity in hell. How is that fair? When we stand before God I am telling you you will see so when the judgment is going on the way it is presented all of creation okay all of heavens is watching it is watching okay God will be declared if a just, a fair God, okay? Um, yes, you will spend all of eternity in hell. Let me read it again. It says they must drink. If you accept the mark of the beast too, and you worship his statue, or you are, or um, you worship the, the, you worship the beast himself, it says, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the lamb. He says, the smoke of their torment, verse 11, will rise forever and ever. Did you hear that? And they will have no relief day or night, for they have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. Okay? It is forever and ever. The smoke of their torment. Hell is a place of torment. It is a place of discomfort. He says, they will not, there will be no relief day or night a place of discomfort day or night and the reason why they will qualify to go here is because they rejected jesus because they have chosen to worship remember those who are here are those who rejected jesus and that was the reason why they have missed they missed the rapture in the first place they rejected jesus he says and also that they have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. So let's continue. He says, this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. Did you hear that? Yes, God's people must endure persecution patiently. During this time, I said, you have one of two choices. If you miss the rapture, you have one of two choices. You either patiently endured through, uh, through the tribulation, endure the persecution you will likely you are likely going to face. It's going to be a time of great hardship like no one has ever witnessed before. It is either that or you are killed, you are martyred. Okay? So one of the two. If you are martyred, that is um, like a shortcut. That's like the easiest you will go through. But some will go through the Antichrist, will put them through torment. Okay? He would, he would persecute them. And that's why the Bible says they must endure. Endure the persecution. Okay? Be willing to give up your life for your faith. Be willing to give up your life for Jesus. Endure persecution. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. 
Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. Did you hear that? Your good deeds will follow you. You will literally need to pay in blood. Yes, but your good deeds will follow you. And eventually, you will rest from this hardship. You will rest for this pain. Um, I, I know that it cannot be enough comfort for anyone who will go through, uh, through this period. And, that's, and so, my only advice again is don't miss the rapture. Yes, don't miss the rapture. Uh, how do I keep myself such that I don't miss the rapture? Uh, live for Jesus, okay? Jesus is your passport into the ark that will take us from this earth when the rapture happens. Live every day, each day for Jesus. Jesus says, love one another. The commandment I have given you is to love one another. Let love become your, 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 your standard, the word you, you live by, okay? And when the rapture happens, okay, as you live for Jesus, you live in love towards your brothers, uh, I promise you, you will not miss, you will not miss the rapture. Hallelujah. All right, so that is the second part of what happens in Revelation chapter 14. The third part is the harvest of the earth, and I will explain. So, yes, even last Sunday, I was taking a teaching on soul winning uh, with a 400 level, okay, which is the highest level of training in our church, Daystar Christian Center. And I was taking this training and I was telling them about the fact that, look, when believers die today, okay, before the, the rapture, when believers die, they go straight to heaven, okay? They go straight to heaven, they stand before God. And the reason why that happens is because there is no judgment for them. There is no judgment. There is no judgment because they have already been judged. Um, in law, they call this double jeopardy. Okay, you cannot be you cannot be tried twice for the same offense. Yes. <laughs> so, um, if Christ already suffered and was judged on our behalf, we cannot be judged at the same time for the same offense. And so, He took upon Himself the sins of the whole world, the sin of me and you. For those of us who choose to give our lives to him and live for him, he has died already and has been judged for us. So we can't be judged again. Okay. So when you die, you will go straight to heaven and then the devil will bring his accusation against you. But Christ has paid. So your advocate will say he's discharged and acquitted. You see why you need to give your life to Jesus, right? <laughs> yes. But you see that there is a second part of the people who don't have Jesus. And you will see what happens to them here. So the harvest of the earth. Revelation chapter 14 verse 14. It says, Then I saw a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was someone like the Son of Man. Okay? So let's assume that there's only one person like the Son of Man. Okay? Um, many times we see, we see Christ himself. Okay? Um, being described. So let's, there's only one person, there's only one son of man, is Jesus, okay? We see someone like the son of man, he had a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hands. Then 
another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the crowd, Swing the sickle, for the time of the harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the whole earth was harvested. I'm sure you know what a sickle is, right? It's those, you know, it's like blades like this. They use it for harvesting, for harvesting corn, you know, wheat. Okay, they use it for harvesting. Okay, so what has just happened is the Son of Man, the, someone who looks like the Son of Man. I say, let's assume that this is Jesus, okay? As harvested from the earth, okay? Harvested from the whole earth, those who have accepted him as Lord and Savior. It says, so the one, I read again verse 16, so the one sitting, the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the whole earth was harvested. That is those who have given their lives to Christ, so uh-huh, they were harvested. 17, after that, so when he finishes, of course, he, when you, when you harvest like that, then you remember that, 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 um, proverb that jesus you know jesus shares with us jesus shares this wonderful proverbs in 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 the book of matthew okay so maybe let's let's go to the book of matthew so the one we just we read verse verse 16 so the one sitting on the cloud swung the sickle over the earth and the whole earth was harvested okay so what jesus shared this this wonderful proverb this proverb with us you know on 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 harvesting Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 3 go to Matthew chapter 3 let's quickly see this Matthew chapter 3 in verse 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 12 about verse 12 Jesus was talking about what happens when the harvesters you know are 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 working on the fields when they are working on the fields Matthew chapter 3 verse 12 he says um Jesus says let's read from verse 11 I I baptize you with John talking I baptize you with water I, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God but someone is coming soon who is greater than I John is the one speaking here so much greater that I am not worthy even to be his slave and carry his thunder he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire he is ready to separate the shaft from the wheat with his winnowing fork the winnowing fork is the sickle with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing floor, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with, ne- with, ending, with never ending fire. Okay? So, John, talking about Jesus here, says that the work that Jesus... So, you see why the one that was sitting on the clouds, okay, that looked like the Son of Man, was jesus okay because john already told tells us about him that he will gather his weights into his band he will gather his wit into his band his band a band is where where the wheat is stored is the place where the wheat is stored so when this this some person that looks like the son of man you know uh swings this sickle okay and and then there is this huge harvest. He is going to gather it into his barn. The barn is the store. There's only one store. Okay? Yeah. It's heaven. So they are going straight to heaven. There's no judgment. There's no judgment for them. So let's go back. Okay? So we, do, we read verse 16. 
is after that so when the one sitting on the cloud swings his sickle um, the old earth was harvested and of course they were they went straight into heaven after that another angel came from the temple in heaven and he also had a sharp sickle and this one is very very important this is where you would know that those who are left behind those who don't have jesus okay make themselves they qualify themselves for one thing judgment okay uh, there's no double jeopardy, jeopardy for you you because christ did not suffer for you did not go through judgment for you you will need to go through the judgment yourself he says after that another angel came from the from the temple in heaven and he also had a sharp sickle hmm? that angel also had a sharp sickle then another angel who had power to destroy with fire came from the altar he shouted to the angel with a sharp sickle swing your sickle now to gather the clusters of grape from the vines of the earth for they are ripe for judgment did you hear that they are ripe for what they are ripe for judgment these people eh they will partake of the judgment they will partake of the judgment of god they, it says for they are ripe for the judgment so the angel swung his sickle out over the earth and loaded the grape into the great winepress of god's wrath the great winepress of god's wrath is the place where the people will be judged the great wine press so usually okay so what those who make wines wine used to do after they gather the grape they gather it into the wine press and they begin to push you know these stones round around around the wine press some sometimes it is with the feet that they are they are gradually mashed okay until the wine gradually okay um begins to flow out out of of the grapes okay and like that okay you then get you then get the wine it says for they are ripe for judgment so the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grape into the, into the great wine press of god's wrath it says the grapes were trampled in the wine press outside the city and the blood flowed from the wine press in a stream about 180 miles long and as high as a horse bridle Whenever wine is being trampled upon, it signifies judgment in the Bible. Okay? It signifies judgment in the Bible. It signifies judgment. Okay? So a good place to quickly do an analogical study on this is Isaiah 63. Okay? And here, Isaiah 63, chapter 63, we see, we see judgment against the Lord's enemies. Okay, so quickly flip your Bibles. I think we still have time to take this. Isaiah chapter 63, we see judgment against the Lord's enemies. Um, it says, Isaiah chapter 63 from verse 1, Who is this who comes from Edom, from the city of Bosra, with his clothing stained red? Who is this in royal robes, marching in his great strength? It is I, the Lord, announcing your salvation. It is I, the Lord, who has the power to save. Why are your clothes so red as if you have been treading out grapes? I have been treading the wine press alone. No one was there to help me. In my anger, I have trampled my enemies as if they were grapes. 
In my fury, I have trampled my foes. Their blood has stained my, my clothes. For the time has come for me to avenge my people, to ransom them from their oppressors. Okay? So whenever the Bible talks about the wine press being trampled, it is God executing. It says, in my anger, I have trampled my enemies. It is God executing judgment judgment on his enemies judgment here is judgment against the people of the world those who have rejected who have rejected christ okay so i i say again don't miss the rapture hmm. don't miss the rapture uh, stop rejecting jesus jesus came into this world to die die for sinners yes jesus came into this world to die for sinners Jesus came into this world so that you will not take part in this. You will not be a part of this wine press. You will not take part in this judgment. The world, the old world will be judged. You will see it eventually when the old of creation we need to give account to the one who sits on the throne. When Jesus will be sitting on the throne and the old world will come before him we call this the white throne judgment and the bible says whose whoever name was not found written in the book of life okay will take part in the second death they will die because they will be sent into the lake of fire that is the second death they will live for all of eternity you saw it there it says it is fire and torment that will last forever and ever jesus came into this world so that you will not take part in that judgment this morning stop rejecting jesus and this might be a good morning to say jesus come into my life what do you think yes for those of us who have jesus already i want you to just begin to pray this morning that jesus help me to live every day for you jesus help me to walk uh, deeper deeper with you every day help me to love you more and more Help me to love the Father more and more. Help me to love my neighbor more and more. Jesus, help me to live for you. Hallelujah. Will you begin to pray this morning? If you are listening in and you know you don't have Jesus into your life, there is no shame. Yes, Jesus died so that you will not suffer shame. Jesus died so that you will not be judged. So this morning, I want to begin to say, Jesus, come into my life. Yes, Jesus, come into my life. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me. Save me, Jesus, this morning. Will you pray and ask Jesus to have mercy on you, to save you this morning? Pray, pray that prayer. Father, we say thank you. Will you say these words after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, I declare today that you are my savior. I declare today that I belong to you. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you so much for listening this morning. God bless you. Have a great day.